1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do?
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America
2: and a member FDSE. Coming up on today's show, Lamar came up short and Mahomes inches closer to goat status. Dan Campbell refuses to kick field goals, bang, bang, Niner gang rallies, and now is headed to the Super Bowl. All of this and much, much more on this conference championship reviewing Brock Purdy and Pay Mahomes propaganda building. Earliest pod recording ever of the Tomahawk Show. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Me play football? The most of you have been playing this game for 10 years. You got two more quarters, and after that, most of you will never play this game again.
1: Why are you smiling? Because I love
2: football. Football
1: fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. You sure?
3: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the World Famous Tomahawk Show. I am your host, as always, seven-year NFL veteran and media personality, Andrew Hawkins. I say media personality, and I am literally at one of my other media gigs, which is ESPN. So if you're wondering why I look like a 70s porn star right now, it is because I'm gonna button this up. It's
1: because that mustache and that goatee.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's because I'm gonna button this shirt up, Juju. Put a jacket on and act like I know what I'm talking about on television. I am joined, as always, by the humblest of all co-hosts, uh, pro football Hall of Famer. Joe Thomas is in the building, but not in the building. He's actually in a different country in Germany. And, of course, the first lady of the Tomahawk show, Fat Nat 3Ts, and Waycross's favorite son, Juju Gotti, are in the building. What's up, everybody? Joe, give me the update on Germany, man. Are you still there? Do you still like it? are you ready to come home what's going on
2: yeah brother uh Germany is still amazing I love everything about it outside of the government and the millions of pieces of paperwork and documents that I have to try to translate every day and figure (laughs) out how to keep myself from being deported yeah smart smart that's a good that's a good tactic uh
3: I feel like I wouldn't last half a day in Germany well probably because I don't want to last half a day in Germany but that's that's okay uh Juju how are you feeling this week bro
1: uh, I'm feeling fantastic, man, you know, just trying to keep my New Year's resolutions, which is just believing myself a little bit more, you know what I, I mean? I like that. So am trying to give myself more uh, more power, you dig I, me?
3: I, I dig it. That's probably why you're wearing the Bang Bang Niner Gang jacket, which gives me, brings me to my last uh, co-host here, Fat Nat. Fat Nat, how you feeling? You're getting ready for the Super Bowl? The 49ers won?
0: I feel great. Feels great, baby. Um, I am <laughs> very happy this week and I low-key forced Juju to wear that jacket today. He won't tell you that though.
3: Very low-key. And fat Nat is the real MVP because it's like three in the morning where she's at. It is this. dark outside. Um, it's dark outside. Joe is in Germany and we are we are making this work like no other
1: <laughs> bro you know what i would be wanting to hop in the chat and get mad and be like bro it's early as hell but then i would be seeing that so machine. and i would be like god damn it
3: <laughs> exactly you know what it's all about uh commitment here commitment versus capability all right so let's start there with the conference championships the big one which broke every record you can imagine in nfl viewing history it was patrick mahomes versus lamar jackson patrick mahomes Ended on top again. I'm not going to lie. As I told you, I was rooting for Baltimore. I was rooting with my heart there. But the reality is Patrick Mahomes came in and did what Patrick Mahomes has always done. Joe, what was your takeaway from the Ravens?
2: Kind of, you know, shit in the bed a little bit in the biggest moment of this season. Yeah, I felt bad for your guy, Lamar Jackson, because it was his opportunity to kind of get over the hump. Because really, the only thing people can say right now is that he hasn't performed the way he has during the regular season in the playoffs. And mm. unfortunately, for a guy that I think back to, Philip Rivers, who was a great regular season quarterback, was never able to get over the hump in the playoffs, get to mm. the Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl. And that really crippled his legacy because otherwise he would have been considered among the greats of his generation Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. But because he never did it in the playoffs and he was never able to win that Super Bowl there was always that notch against him. And every time he got there and got close, but it didn't make it, it added pressure for next season. And that's kind of what I feel with Lamar. Like he had this MVP regular season. He played great in the first couple of weeks in the uh, postseason. But then or you get to the conference championship game or you get to the Super Bowl, you fall short. It only ratchets up the expectations, but also the pressure to be able to do it again and win that Super Bowl to be able to uh, put yourself up into the pantheon, the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks of your generation.
3: See, I, that's where I, I gotta push back because I feel like that sentiment is unwarranted at the moment. Like Pat or Lamar has to play better. Lamar said that. Lamar said that. It, like anybody who's watched that game knows that that wasn't Lamar at his best in that moment, and that's what the Ravens needed. There was a lot of other things. The game plan that they changed up made zero damn sense to me. But also, like the Philip Rivers comp is tough because now. Lamar Jackson is about to be a two-time MVP, right? And I get that you have to win a Super Bowl, but that is still significant, especially when you bring into context that this is a guy that wasn't even supposed to be able to play quarterback at the NFL level. But when I look back right now, I would have him actually comp as Peyton Manning, which might sound crazy, but Peyton Manning won his first Super Bowl at 30 years old. At that time, going into the season, he won a Super Bowl. He was three and six in the playoffs, and he had two MVPs under his belt. So it was a very similar conversation about him is will he ever get over the hump, especially with that guy, Tom Brady, sitting in his same conference. And so I completely agree. Lamar Jackson has to win a Super Bowl. He has to show playoff success for him to be cemented in the generation. Um, But the Phillip Rivers comp is a little tougher because Phillip Rivers was never the top three, maybe even four quarterbacks um, in the league because Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, And Tom Brady held that position. Whereas I think Lamar is absolutely that and has been that since he's come into the
2: league. Hey, as a quarterback, you're judged by Super Bowls, right? More than any other Mm -hmm. position. When you look at legacies, it's how many Super Bowls have they won? That's the first thing they ask. Then after that, it's how many MVPs, right? So, of course, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's got a bunch of MVPs. He's got one Super Bowl. It's not going to hurt him because he still has that Super Bowl win, but Lamar Mm -hmm. Jackson he still hasn't really performed up to the level that he has in the regular season during the playoffs. And it just adds pressure.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. What are your thoughts that uh, Juju?
1: Yeah, man. It's like, uh, for all the slack that we gave uh, Jared Goff and Brock Purdy about actually being the game managers that we expected them to be. And, and they stepped up and, and showed you like, wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? Lamar is, was in that game changer category. And I feel like at no point in that game that he just, well, a couple of points he flashed it, but he didn't mm-hmm. just take a take control of the narrative that we all put out that we think Lamar can do versus Brock can do. He didn't. He failed to meet the the, the, the challenge that day. I'm not sure if it was mental. I saw before the game he was saying he don't like to play Pat Mahomes. I don't know what it was. I feel like the the moment was just a little big for the Ravens and the coaching staff for the Ravens. I, wish
3: I think they can put pre- – that. They got completely out of their their like their strategy for whatever yeah. reason. I mean, and it makes sense because Mahomes is so good. And it's like good teams stick with what they do. And they got so scared. You can tell that the moment did get a little big because they're like, oh, no, Mahomes on the other side. We got to throw the ball all over the place. And they started doing things that they have not done all year where they've been successful against great teams. Right. And it completely played into what the Kansas City Chiefs wanted them to do, FatNet.
0: Yeah, I would. That's kind of what I was going to say. I feel like it. that's exactly what happened. It played into what they wanted to do. It was really it was really unfortunate, honestly, to see that happen with the Ravens and with Lamar. I feel like this was their chance to do it. They were like right there and they just kind of blew it. And it sucks because everyone was high on Lamar. We were all high on him. And I feel like, you know, is there is there a world where he can do this again in the near future? I don't know, especially especially if you have Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, right at your neck. So
1: I don't know. Maybe the Spider Verse. Maybe the Spider Verse. Lamar just won a third Super Bowl. You did? Nah,
3: man. <laughs> I, I would even say more than that. I think this is a canon event, uh, Juju. I think this is going to be the moment where Lamar is like, you know, he has to kind of turn heel a little bit and yeah. say, you know what, I'm not. This ain't happening again because the reality is, and if you take, look at it from a macro level, yes, they didn't perform the way they needed to. at that moment. And even to the game changer game manager conversation with shout out to cam Newton, because everybody is still running with that. Like it has been the source of sp- sports media since he said it, and we got to give him a shout out there, but the elite quarterbacks can do both. And in that game, I would have wanted to see more of the game changer Lamar Jackson. I think he was, you know, trying to make sure he was controlling the elements. And that's what he's done well this year is game manage. But in that game, he should have been putting every rushing ability he had on display because the, the defense was calling for it. They had six DBs in, they weren't spying all the time. And there were opportunities for him to pull it down and kind of show his, his rushing ability that I'm sure if he was watching the film, he's saying that to himself as well, but macro level, he went to the AFC championship for the first time. He had more total yards than he's ever had in his career in a season. He had his best passing season he's ever had in his career and he got his second MVP. So to say that this is a failure, yeah, it's a failure because you didn't reach the ultimate pinnacle that 31 teams are also saying this season was a failure, but it is absolutely a progression in the story of Lamar Jackson. I think to your point, Juju next year becomes a question of what does it look like following that season? because now you're either going forward in a Super Bowl or you're not reaching the AFC Championship again, and that is a clearly a step back. On the other side of the ball, the Kansas City Chiefs, after we've talked shit on them all year and their receivers, they are going to another Super Bowl. We're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna get in the conversation of, is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback that the NFL has ever seen? I
0: got the base.
3: Welcome back to the Tomahawk show. We are talking conference championship weekend, and we are now going into the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes did what Patrick Mahomes does, and I think we all kind of you know, slapped ourselves in the face because we're like, why would we think he would be any different? He's only shown us the consistency of being the best player on the field in the most critical moments every time he touches the field, and it makes everyone else play outside themselves. So Mahomes, balls. Travis Kelsey, balls. Taylor Swift was balling per usual in the press box. Is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback ever? Joe, you started off.
2: Well, he's got to win some more Super Bowls before he surpasses Tom Brady. And I know when you just look at, and you say, Hey, at Patrick Mahomes best or Tom Brady's best during their career, who would you rather have? I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes, just because of his ability to create outside the pocket, Brady never had that. Um, and I think that brings a different element, but. If you're going down and you're saying, legacy-wise, who is the best ever? Tom Brady's got seven Super Bowls with two different teams. He was able to leave Bill Belichick, go do it again down in Tampa. And I think really, to me, that's the one thing that's going to separate himself right now at this point. But Patrick Mahomes is still just a wee lad. He's only knee-high to a grasshopper at this point. He's got plenty (laughs) of good stuff left in his career. And the thing that really, to me, when I look at what Patrick Mahomes did this year, that kind of separates himself with the rest of the quarterbacks that were maybe in that conversation before the season is that he lost Tyreek Hill. He didn't have the weapons he always has had. He didn't have the team around him, but he was able to raise the level of all the guys around him, like some of the great leaders in all of sports in all time. And what Tom Brady has been famous for since he got to new England is demanding the most out of his teammates, finding ways to get people the football and to get them to play at their best when their best is needed. Mm. And he was able to do it in spite of not having a great finish to their season. I mean, they had to really fight, scratch, and claw down the stretch to even get into the playoffs. And then they roll through the playoffs. They beat Lamar Jackson, the best player in the NFL during the regular season. So um, this was Patrick Mahomes' best work yet. Okay, so so Joe is in my generation and he's played against Tom Brady for a
3: number of years. So that makes sense. But I'm going to kick it to Fat Nat. And the answer is not Brock Purdy, Fat Nat. But who is the best quarterback to ever play in the NFL?
0: I mean, I think it's still Tom Brady, but Patrick Mahomes is right on his heels. And and like Joe said, he's so young still. He has so much time left. He's going to surpass Tom Brady, 100%.
3: You know what? I think... I agree that, you know, we have had this standard for, I mean, NBA, NFL, especially the quarterback position that championships determine if you're the best. And there is absolutely validity to that. But Tom Brady played 21 years, right? And he is an incredible player, the best player we've ever seen for 21 years, A, because of the longevity, and he got half of his Super Bowls, more than half of his Super Bowls on the back half of his career when it was just Almost easy to him because he was just playing at a frequency that other people could not match. That being said, if Mahomes wins this year, which would be his third Super Bowl in, what is it, six seasons, and he's been in the sixth straight AFC champ, I don't think he needs to surpass Tom Brady in championships to be the best. If he plays another four years and wins another two Super Bowls in those four years, and he walks away with five in a shorter time span because he says, yo, I don't want to play until I'm 97. I'm okay with what I've done. He would have easily been the most dominant player we've ever seen. And light years above Tom Brady, because every year he was in it, he was a true, like, the best quarterback in the league. And someone that nobody could beat in an era where we have really, really good quarterbacks, Juju.
1: Yeah, Marquez, Butterfingers, Scantlin, be damned. Sky Butterfingers more, mm-hmm. be damned. Kadarius, <laughs> Offside Tony, be damned. He still find a way. That's why, look, bruh, I'm feeling what you're saying because them championships, they matter. But damn, the eye test matter. I'm sitting here watching it with my own two eyes on Sunday eating popcorn like, wow. I'm seeing, like, it's a difference between seeing Michael Jordan play and then hearing about what Michael Jordan did. Now I feel like I'm seeing what Patrick Mahomes is doing. Bare eyes. I'm seeing the Swifties in full effect, which I love, by the way. If you don't like the Swifties by now, we got two words for you, but we ain't gonna get into that. But I think that <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, the only thing that could keep uh, Tom Brady a little bit uh, higher than Patrick Mahomes is he went through Pat two times to get Super Bowls. You feel me? So that's the only thing that a hater could say and be like, ah, right, well, Brady beat Pat in the Super Bowl and then Brady beat him with the Patriots and went on, even though that was a crazy what? call by the referees.
3: <laughs> but Juju, it was a guy offsides when when Tom Brady actually tricked the game off in yeah. the first version. Matt, we watched that game together. I was in a two-small Patriots jersey, and I was rooting (laughs) for the Patriots. And Patrick Mahomes put them in position to win, and Tom Brady threw an interception. The guy was offsides, so it got called back, and they ended up winning. But even that is a little revisionist history of what one of those games was like. Now, they whooped his ass in the Super Bowl for sure, but even then, like Tom Brady was 40,
1: and Patrick Mahomes was like 22. You know, so it wasn't a true, like... Like, I got, my dog still got to say, put Patrick Mahomes' rings in the box that he got against Tom Brady and put Tom Brady's rings in the box that he got against Patrick Mahomes. And one of them sound more than the other And that's all that matters sometimes. Like, you feel me? One plus one is zero. Who got the win? We sit yeah. here talking about Lamar, like he won sometimes. Nah, nah, my, my dog lost. So at the end of the day, that mattered enough to be like, well yeah
3: no nah, i i I have a <laughs> hard time going there man just because again like i it's crazy because I don't mean, wanna be play for the browns
1: How, of course you couldn't understand yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. A okay. Dang man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Like the blow, bills blow, blow
2: here. That hurts. <laughs> the the Browns fans taking shots here, taking strays from Juju. Man, taking strays from the Fairweather weather fan with a new team every week. Don't worry, Browns fans. Yeah. Yeah,
3: you
1: got to forgive I, him. I, I he's a it. he's
3: a fan orphan. So he don't.
1: <laughs> I apologize.
3: He don't I'm know what it's mistaken. like to really love a team. Yeah, you need a written apology. We need to get that on social asap. Um Media darling, no more. Exactly, they are going. To, Browns fans are like, "What is this?" All right. So, I mean, <laughs> in that game, Patrick Mahomes to to our point turned up to another level, and even MVS, like you said, he has been balling even through the playoffs. So, looking at Kelsey as well, looking at Mahomes, looking at Tom Brady, looking at all the players that he played with, I would say Kelsey and Mahomes are by far like the best pass catcher and quarterback duo, because there is no way to prepare for them. The Baltimore Ravens had the best positioning to slow them down. And Patrick Mahomes was just like, you know what? I'm going to Kelsey every play until you stop it. And you won't be able to stop it because they are running football that does not show up on a play sheet. Right. They are backyard football. They have that kind of chemistry, Joe, where they can just line up. Take exactly what you give them and still create. And that's what
2: makes them so scary. So that was the thing that Mitchell Schwartz would always say to me when I would ask him about the Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes connection. He was saying that like Andy Reid will draw stuff up for him and, you know, he talk, okay, if it's zone, you want to sit in this hole. If it's man, you got to keep running and do this and that. But those guys just have a connection and they understand football the same way at that graduate level, at that PhD level mm-hmm. where, Patrick is dropping back. He knows where the ball is going. It really doesn't matter what the coverage is. Kelsey knows how to make those little moves at the top of his route when he's seeing what the guy is trying to do as far as coverage goes on him. And they're on the same page like their brothers. Like they came out of the same womb together. Because it doesn't really matter what you try to do. Mahomes is able to find that tiny little window. And at the last second, Kelsey gives a little nod uh, this way. And he turns around and the ball is exactly where he, he needs to put it. So really... I mean, when those two are playing this well, it's hard to imagine off the top of your head a better, more dynamic and difficult-to-stop duo in the history of football. And I don't picture fans are going to go, oh, Gronk and Brady were like that, but that was a little bit different because it was more like throw it up to Gronk and just it's a mismatch problem, especially with Brady and some of the other weapons they had earlier on in his career. But it is pure art. It is magic watching the ballet that is Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes with his ability to get open and to read the telepathy from Patrick Mahomes' brain between his two ears to find the football, to get the first down, and to make the defenses pay.
3: It's amazing, man, and I completely agree. It is a scary, scary thing, and they will be in the Super Bowl, and we will get to debate uh, if that is going to work against their opponent, who is Bang Bang Niner Gang. Shout out to Fat Nat, the only one. We all came into this this playoffs with hope of getting a Lombardi. Fat Nat and her half of our other team are the only ones still standing. So in the NFC Championship, we had the Lions take on the 49ers. The Lions had a huge lead and the 49ers came back. Kyle Shanahan has learned to come back from behind and win football games. Fat Nat, I'm gonna give it to you first. How did you feel about that game in the moments where you were down big to the Detroit Lions? Were you nervous? Be honest.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely was nervous in that moment. I was like, is this really happening? Is this how we're going to go out? I, to be fair, I if there was one team that I would be somewhat content with losing to, it would have been the Lions. But I was nervous. I was very nervous. I was like, something needs to change. We need to come out of this half like completely rejuvenated and ready to come back and win this game. And we did, they had us in the first half, like George Kittle <laughs> said, not going to lie, but yeah, hell yeah. I was nervous. That was, that was, uh, a was not fun. I was stressed. I was stressed, like eating stress drinking. I was just, you know, not, it was not a fun first half for me, but you know, we came back and uh, it was crazy. That second half was insane.
3: You were stressed on Twitter, too. You were throwing out some tweets. I was stressed tweets.
0: everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I was stressed on Twitter. Oh, I'm always stressed on Twitter, but that's yeah. Fine.
3: Yeah, your nerves were definitely going. Joe, do you have any problems with uh, Dan Campbell's in-game management? There's been conversations. He went for two fourth downs at a point where he could have took points. Um, and even some of the play calling in the second half where he went almost, it felt like exclusively to the past game when the running game had been working so well. Did
2: you have any issues with the way that Dan Campbell approached the game? So I'll break it up into two questions. One, the run versus pass. Like if your running game is working really well, that doesn't mean you just completely abandon the pass, right? Because as soon as you do that, defensive coordinators in the NFL are too smart. They're going to load the box. They'll shut you down and then it'll just be a punt fest. So you still have to have that balance, right? You still have to make the defense believe that you are trying to move the ball down the field and that you are not afraid to attack every blade of grass, right? That's the way that it makes the defense the easiest to move the football and if that's who you are defensive coordinators never get a tip off of what your tendencies are going to be in certain situations it's the same thing that Kyle Shanahan has been criticized for obviously most famously in the Super Bowl but the dude's back to the Super Bowl almost every year so he must be doing something right and and I think It goes to show with Dan Campbell and Kyle Shanahan both being aggressive and they are who they are no matter what the situation is. It proves that it works over time. The problem is when the one time it doesn't work, you're going to get all these haters come out, especially people that don't understand analytics or don't believe in it, that are going to say, hey, you should have taken the points because you only lost by three. Well, the game changes depending on the the score in that certain moment where teams are more aggressive or less aggressive, kick field goals, don't kick field goals, go for it, don't go for it. And so it's it's hard to say, well, if they would have just kicked the field goal here, they wouldn't have lost by three because the game would have turned out differently because both sides would have played differently. Um, so, however, when you're running the ball well, I would have liked to see some more runs. They're a physical team. They like playing with two tight ends. They can smash you. They can mash you. And I think there should have been a few more runs, especially in the second half, protecting that lead. However, going for it on fourth down, I do like his motto of, hey, this is who we are. This is the best decision for the circumstance. So no matter if it's a big game or if it's a preseason game, we're going to be the same person every single game because that's how you give yourself the best chance of success over time. You don't just change when the moment is bigger. Oh, it's conference championship game. Oh, it's the Super Bowl. Now I'm going to be afraid to go for it in these situations, even though I know it gives me the best Chance for success, the best chance to score points because it's a big moment and I don't want to be criticized. So I think as soon as you play that game, that's when you kill yourself. That's when you hurt your team. And yeah, you insulate yourself from criticism if it doesn't work. But in the end, it's only your team and your fan base that gets hurt in the long run. I, I love
3: that take, and I think that is a big reason why the Detroit Lions were in the position they are, because Dan Campbell is an aggressive person. He was aggressive in his introductory press conference. He's aggressive in his play calling. He has said he wants players who are aggressive. He wants to teach his team to be aggressive, and I think that's a reason why they follow him and also that they subscribe to his way of thinking so much, so I'm not expecting him not to be aggressive in those situations, but I would love to see some evolution in Dan Campbell because sometimes you can be unnecessarily aggressive sometimes the situation does call for you to kind of kick the can down the road a little bit and give your team a better opportunity and I'll give you an example to your point about passing so much and I agree you have to pass the balance to balance the run but passing so much when you were up that much was unnecessarily aggressive I know he wanted to build a lead and make sure he could choke the the, the 49ers out but by Running the football, you eat clock. You keep your bad defense off the field because we all know the defense was not great coming into this game. Um, and you continue to score points and 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 lean on the thing that makes you best. In the fourth down scenarios, when they played the Cowboys and they got the illegal, you know, reporting with the lineman thing, and then they pushed back and they still went for two to go for the win. I thought that was silly. I'm like, you know, hey, you tried it. It probably would have worked. It did work in that moment. You got the penalty, count your losses, No one to hold them, No one to fold them, kick it, go to overtime, and allow your team to play for the win. In this game, I thought the same thing. I was okay with the first fourth down they went for it. After that, it was, hey, we tried it. Let's kick the second time, tie it up, and kick the can down the road to keep your team in it, Joe, because we've been on the sideline in games where we don't get points for a second time down in their their territory or now we go down by two scores or now we have the opportunity to go down two scores and it changes the sentiment on the sideline and people start to creep into their mind man we're going to lose this game or well that was our chance and now it's like you're out of it for the rest of the game juju did you have any problems with the way dan campbell went about coaching the coaching the game
1: Yes, I had a problem with how Dan Campbell coached that game. Like, brother, you got I, I love like you say you got to be aggressive. It's fire, but it's like DMX. Sometimes you got to be aggressive and sometimes you got to talk to him like this because you are talking about the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me like you got to brother, you got to understand the moment. Like, I feel like the moment was bigger than Dan Campbell in that like that 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 day because <clears> brother, <throat> the city of Detroit the history of Detroit, everybody, whoever was a lion, they are watching this game. They got, they trotting this old man who done went to all these games. He in the, in the rafters. It is Eminem flicking off. Brother, the whole world, Detroit versus everybody. That is y'all's motto. And you don't have to, it's like, if you, my my actual problem is him kicking the field goal before the halftime. I feel like you should've went for that one if you was gonna be Mr. Aggressive, man. Yeah. That was the one, that, that was the kill the net with the sledgehammer moment right there. But now, when we get to the third quarter, we not, it's no longer who's stronger, who has more uh, test of will or anything. You leave yourself, you give your your team a chance, you allow your team a space for them to make mistakes. Like Josh Reynolds, the ball bouncing off his damn pass so hard that I can hear it in Atlanta. Like two times, oh, The mistakes were so big because they didn't get the points and capitalize on them them little small areas in the game, which I feel like he was too aggressive in.
3: And when you're aggressive, it it breeds more aggression. Like you have to take even more risk to make up for the risk you took earlier. It's very similar to gambling, right? We've been in that scenario where you're at the casino, you're down, and now you gotta bet bigger to try to make up for the last risk that you took. Joe, I'll give you the final word on this one.
2: Yeah, I think Dan Campbell needs to revisit strategy but not because he needs to change his strategy but he just needs to understand to Juju's point like what the team is feeling in those situations and sometimes you just got to run the ball a little bit more because that's working and that's all part of analytics people sometimes want to say that oh they blame analytics because they don't take this thing that's happening during the game or that thing that's happening during the game into account when they make the decisions but they actually do analytics is constantly changing decision making process that's based on previous outcomes but it's also based on how you're doing in the moment and if you realize your defense is playing poorly and you're running the ball well then you need to run the ball a little bit more And if you realize, hey, our best play on fourth down didn't work, and our next best play is not quite as good, then maybe you need to kick the field goal or you need to punt it. But I think that's all part of the equation. But being an aggressive team, by and large, as a whole, is what got them to that point. So you don't want them to change too much because you want to be the same person no matter how big the stakes are. I agree. And we got to give Dan
3: Campbell the space and grace to to learn. This is his first playoffs. This is his first conference championship. And These moments, you can't really know how to manage until you're in them. So another canon event moment for somebody in the NFL playoffs. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk Super Bowl. We're going to make our picks here on the Tomahawk Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomahawk Show. We've talked conference championships, and now we know who will be in the Super Bowl. It is the San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs now we are going to go through our picks we're going to give our analysis of who we think wins and we're going to talk about some of the players that are involved in it because it's a lot of conversation around them starting with brock purdy brock purdy i feel like the sentiment around brock purdy for uh 49ers fans and within the 49ers locker room is completely different than the rest of the world the rest of the world looks at brock purdy like a insurance salesman has won a ticket out of a Cracker jack box and he got to play in the easiest offense, and gets to have this roller coaster oh ride to be a quarterback in the end. That's what that's what the sentiment is, Juju. Don't blame not me. The
1: whole rest of the world, the
3: rest, most of the, the world. That is the conversation around Brock Purdy. So, Joe, tell me when you look at Brock Purdy, what
2: do you see? I see a quarterback who's growing, who's improving, but who is exactly like you uh, advertised, right? (laughs) He was dropped into a perfect situation. He's got a multitude of weapons on offense. He's got a great run game, a great offensive line, and one of the best defenses in the NFL. He's doing exactly as he's supposed to. But I'm not saying that there's not 20 other quarterbacks in the NFL right now that could do what he's doing if put in that perfect situation. Mm.
3: Man, 20 other quarterbacks in that situation. All right, now you are the San Francisco homer um i'm sure you have a brock purdy tattoo somewhere
1: unfair (laughs) introduction to unfair for i'm just saying but i have to give people
3: i have to give people that there is a bias here regardless of whether it's fair or not juju i this is journalism (laughs) i have to let them know that there are other factors at play here fat Nat, what is your perception (laughs) of brock purdy
0: I think well yes obviously uh, we all know I'm biased at this point there's no denying it but yeah no I I like Brock Purdy a lot I think he has I think he has a lot of potential and I think he could do this on another team something not maybe not take him to the super bowl but I think he is a good enough quarterback to be able to mm. be playing at a level like this on a different team yes okay. he was dropped into a perfect situation but I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't name too many other like I wouldn't pick too many other quarterbacks to be dropped into our 49ers situation and be able to do what he's done so far. So that's my. Okay. All
3: right. I feel like that was a little lu- more lukewarm than I anticipated. I thought we were going to get like a <laughs> ride or die. You know, it's Purdy Mahomes land. versus Brock Purdy for best ever type of comment. Juju, give me your perspective.
1: Look, my perspective, when I see Brock Purdy, I see a hero. I see Batman. I see Robin. I see a brother that was the last pick in the draft <laughs> is in the damn Super Bowl and was one game away last year. Like brother, that's that is a that is inspiring for little kids all around the globe. People, you don't have to be Patrick Mahomes in college and go to Texas Tech and be throwing bombs and Jalen Hurst and tour. Brother, you can work your way up. Go to Iowa State. Where you went? I, go, go, just just have a route and get yourself in give yourself an opportunity to be drafted and and look what can happen you could be Brock Purdy. You could be uh, going against Taylor Swift in the Swifties in the Super Bowl. You could be the leader of bang, bang, Nana game, doing what? Jimmy Garoppolo could never. Sam Darnold could never. We shipped Trey Lance's ass the hell up out of here because he could never. Brother, I see <laughs> the man that's, brother. And, and then the narrative, yeah, we could have thought that before this last game that yeah, you know, he's uh, with the weapons around him. This is the thing. Uh, Not in that damn fourth quarter, the weapons around Brock Purdy was brought down Purdy. He was getting to the them, them little scrambles. That was what we wanted Lamar to do. That was what we wanted Dak to do. That was what we wished Jerry Goff he dream about doing. You feel me? Two attack of Iowa. He can't even. Bro, two yards down the field. He never get. Brock Purdy making game changing plays to get to the Super Bowl. When else does it count? I feel like that man is Robin. That man is the mask. That man yeah. is, you well, know, whoever Daredevil. You're saying,
3: you're saying a couple of things because being Batman and being Robin are are two different sentiments and i would you ask me actually, how i
1: see him you ask me how i see him. i know how, how, i'm, what I'm makes saying sense in the
3: dictionary i know no, robin's not in the dictionary you, robin you is understanding that he is a sidekick to cal shanahan so i can actually view it. we might be looking at the same thing but differently but i do understand that and i'm actually closer to the juju's train of thought than i am the joe train of thought because the reality is first round quarterbacks are a certain height they're a certain weight. They have a certain uh, tangible arm strength, arm power. They have a certain resume at a certain place. Brock Purdy doesn't cross, uh, check any of those boxes. But the reality is what Brock Purdy is, is he is clutch. And Kyle Shanahan would not put his offense and his legacy in the hands of somebody who was not like that. It is a big deal to move on from Trey Lance. It is a big deal to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo to trust Brock Purdy. The way that he has, and I think the biggest evidence is the stat that Kyle Shanahan, anytime he is down going into the fourth quarter, he loses, right? Mm. Because his offense is very automated. You go to this place with the football every time, and if the defense can do something in that moment to force you into the wrong decision based on what you're seeing, it is hard to improvise, but what Brock Purdy has shown the ability to do is he gets better in those moments, and that's what makes him special. That's what made Tom Brady special. And I'm not saying Brock Purdy is Tom Brady, but the reality is, against the, the Packers, Brock Purdy had a drive that they needed for the win, and they got it. Versus the Detroit Lions down the stretch, he played his best. And even versus the Cleveland Browns, which was their first loss, where we started to kind of squint at the 49ers a little bit. If you look at that game, he put a drive together after a terrible game from him to put them in position to win, and their kicker missed the field goal. So I do think Brock Purdy is special. He is in his second year. If you look at his second-year numbers in this system versus Joe Burrow's second-year numbers in the same system, we talk about both of these players completely different. Now, Burrow is doing it for the Cincinnati Bengals, which is significant, but at the same time, it is the same system. The numbers are pretty much the same, and we talked about Joe Burrow like he was the next coming of Joe Montana, and we talk about Brock Purdy again like he should be just happy to be there, Joe. Well, well, I think it's somewhere between.
1: Joe, think about this. And after Hawks just said that, he's not the hero the city wants, but he's the hero the city
2: needs. Mm. Well, that was uh, well done for a voiceover. You've got an amazing uh, (laughs) VO voice. I'm not saying it's one or the other. I'm saying it's in between. He's a top 15 quarterback. He's done a great job with what he's been asked. He nailed it when things mattered in the playoffs, down the stretch, bringing his team back to victory. But I want to see a little bit more before I proclaim him uh, the next Tom Brady or as good as Lamar Jackson. Like, he had some ups and downs this season, and he's had a lot of great players around him since he's got to the Niners. He's got a great defense. And if he continues to elevate himself, then I'll reconsider his top 15 status. If he wins a Super <laughs> Bowl, it's different. He's top seven now. He's in that Tier 1 because, like we talked about at the top of the show, when you're the quarterback, winning the Super Bowl is what matters.
3: Yeah, I like that take. All right, everybody gets a one-minute clock to make their Super Bowl picks and why. Joe, I'm going to go with you first. 49ers versus the Chiefs. Who wins the Super Bowl and why?
2: I think Patrick Mahomes' magic finally wears out. He's been magical throughout the postseason um, against all odds, I will say, going through December, getting into the playoffs, going through the playoffs, beating some teams that – Maybe they shouldn't have because they weren't as good, but Patrick Mahomes was the difference maker, but I think they run into a buzzsaw right now in San Francisco with Brock Purdy, my top 15 quarterback, your number one guys of all time uh, because they've got the defense. They can beat you in multiple ways, and it's finally time for Kyle Shanahan to win his Super Bowl drink.
3: Oh, Kyle Shanahan drink legacy continues. <laughs> Juju, you're next. One minute to make your pick and why.
1: Brother, it's like like I said earlier, I just happen to—I happen to be in the era where I'm watching Michael Jordan play, and while you watch Michael Jordan get it done, he—it's something in your in your chest that says, "Damn, this man is inevitable. Damn, this combination of Jordan and Pippen is inevitable. Damn, Travis Kelsey, the damn Mahomes—that's inevitable at this point." And no disrespect to the Bang Bang the game, because I think that y'all getting this far is a testament to y'all will. You feel me? You see how I feel about Brock Purdy? You feel me? To put him, put a logo in the sky with a with a. Turtle, turtle, man, and, and like Batman and Brock Purdy, come. You feel me, save the day. But I cannot go against the Swifties. I love Taylor Swift. Get over yourself if you don't like Taylor Swift to be shown, what, 10 to 15 seconds at a time of in end of the damn game. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. I'm going with Andy Reid, the legacy, because my, wow. We, he doesn't get enough praise. Wow, Andy Reid, take a bow, because, wow. So All I'm going right. with Patrick Mahomes and them boys, wow. We
3: got Chiefs, we got Niners. Nat, who you got and why?
0: Um, I have to think about this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have the Niners winning for multiple reasons. First of all, we're coming, we're coming in with the chip on our shoulder of, we need to get, get them back for 2020. So we need to take them down and we're not going to let them go back to back. There's no effing way that that's going to happen. Um, we, we have come this far. We're poised enough to get it done. Uh, we saw it happen in the second half of last game. I know the chiefs are a very different team, but still we have all the pieces in the right place right now. There's no chance that we're going to lose Shanahan drink. Finally, he's going to get a super bowl. So I got us winning, obviously.
3: Mm, all right. Well, I am going with the Kansas city chiefs. Mm. I am not making the mistake of picking against Patrick Mahomes. He is now Tom Brady status. It is always smart money to pick him. I'm also hardly ever right when I pick Super Bowl team. So you could take that with a grain of salt. But the reason being is I think Patrick Mahomes plays at a different level because he understands the gravity. I think the 49ers have been the best team throughout the season, like the most consistently good team in the league. But for whatever reason, because Patrick Mahomes is so good, teams play different and he gets them to play outside of themselves. Especially in these moments. I think that happens in the Super Bowl. I think Patrick Mahomes cements his legacy. I think Andy Reid retires, and then Eric Bieniemy gets uh the call to be the head coach of the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. That's my prediction. And also but, uh, but, but, the since Swift you say that. Nation. My, my go, bad. Uh, go since you back to that. my prediction about Swifty Nation, though. When we talked yeah. about Taylor Swift and the the conspiracy, we are here, y'all. This is it. <laughs> this is this is stage nine. What you got, Juju?
1: Yeah, I was saying since you said how you said it and how you put it, you made me see the light. I'm I changed my pick to bang, bang, nine the game because what was I thinking?
3: <laughs> <That's dumb>. <laughs> <laughs> what we All right, so we got 3-1. We'll see what happens. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Mr. Joe Thomas, host extraordinaire, is going to bring this episode of the Tomahawk home. Yes, y'all, and we
2: don't stop. Welcome back to the Tomahawk show. I am your co-host Joe Thomas. As you guys may have heard, Hawk had to ski out a lot of here to go uh, deal with his responsibilities with ESPN. I think he's on first take, so we lost him, but we got the three most important people here of the Tomahawk show. We got Juju, we got Fat Nat, and myself and Fat Nat right now is going to play point guard, do what she does best. As the maven of the Tomahawk show, her ability to play point guard on and off the court is unquestionable. So go ahead. We're going to start with grade the take and allow fat to kick the first one to our man, Juju Gotti.
0: All right, so the first take we have is Kadarius Tony. After Tony was made inactive for the Chiefs against the Ravens in the AFC Championship, the wide receiver went on an expletive laden rant on his IG Live saying, I'm not hurt, none of that shit, and accusing the Chiefs of lying about his injury status. The Chiefs listed Tony out with a hip injury and personal reasons after the recent birth of his daughter. Are the Chiefs really trying to keep Tony off the field after a rough season? Great, the take
1: ah uh, man I think that's a that's a c take you feel me I I, I it's validity to it but I, I speculation as well and to to see Tony do what he did um before the game I feel like that's why like the Chiefs looking at him like that's why bro like what are you doing like you know what you you losing the trust of us like teams look at that and be like bruh he, we can't trust him. He going to put all our business out. He going he gonna to try to expose people. He going to get mad and then talk bad about the quarterback before the AFC championship game. This is, these boy, these minds are fragile. You can't be doing this type of stuff, bro. If you feel that way, talk to your family, talk to your friends about it. But I don't think, I think that was a whack move by him. Salute to him. I hope he gets his money going forward. But I dare I say we won't see him in the Super
0: Bowl. All right. Well, <laughs> C tape for that uh next up we have i think i think this is a i honestly don't know who this is but somebody on twitter maybe um tweeted boy i can't be no nfl quarterback as soon as you throw a pick they put a big ass ipad in your face and be like this right here is what you did joe great that take how is it be having an ipad in your face
2: Yeah. The NFL is not for everybody. It's a tough league. It's mentally exhausting. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. And that's what you get every day. But by the time game day comes around, you've dealt with decades of embarrassment and shame based on your performance or lack thereof. And so it's just another day at the office when the coach is sticking an iPad in your face, telling you you screwed up on national TV in the biggest moment of your life. You (laughs) got to have thick skin. There's no room for baby deer skin in the NFL. You got to be able to handle it and go out and perform your best. So uh, that's why they get paid the big bucks, as they say.
0: (laughs) So what's the grade for that one?
2: I'm going to say F. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Talk to me, Tay. Probably can't play in the NFL. It's pretty hard. There's only two <laughs> quarterbacks in the NFL. So maybe it's an A plus take. Yeah, it is pretty tough being a quarterback. All so right. Salute to next- Talk to Me, Tay.
0: Salute <laughs> <laughs> so, to Talk to Me, Tay. Exactly. So next up, Aaron Schatz said, I like the Bill James historical baseball abstract because he ranked players in two ways peak and career. I think it's clear Mahomes has passed Brady and Manning as the peak goat. Nothing out there matches what he did from 2018 to 2022, even without including 2023. Career, he's definitely not at Brady's level yet. We kind of talked about this, but Juju grade the take.
1: I give him a D minus, like, bro, oh, too wordy, like, too much, you at the house thinking about this, <laughs> writing this up at your computer about these games going on, brother, calm down, watch the game. enjoy the games, brother, like, you gotta do all this, especially whenever, <laughs> everything you're saying is subjective, peak this and tip that, I, was like, I give a damn, I, I give it a D minus. He minus that's okay. Well, you were. <laughs> what you think, JoJo? Like, you got a good game. Well, eight, I thousand. give A
2: plus. Uh, <laughs> I give it a, a million and one percent. I loved it because that's really <laughs> the conversation, right? Like when you're talking about greatness and legacy. If you're saying, "Hey, I got one game to play. We're playing the Super Bowl all time best players of all time. Who's going to win that game? Who's my quarterback? I think Mahomes is your guy, right? Because it seems like he, in one game, in one play could give you more than anybody else in the history of the game. But I think legacy also has to do with how long you've done it for. It's not, not just like how great you were in one season. It's how great you were throughout a career. And so I think longevity has to play some part, maybe not all of it, but some (laughs) part in the evaluation of a player's legacy in the NFL. Yeah.
1: It's like Jay-Z versus like who some new rapper It's like, ah he been doing this since we wore big jeans. Yeah, like he's got shirts.
2: one one great song. I love that. But, uh, you know, Ja Rule still is not probably not better than Jay-Z because he had, you know, one fire song. But after that, it was kind of shit. <laughs>
0: On the Mahomes note, we have Pat Mahomes Sr. with a cigar in his hand and a jacket that says Kansas City versus everybody. He said, we're going for three, and then we're going to go for four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. Great that take. We'll start with Joe.
2: Yeah. um, I I like the confidence and and somehow Patrick Mahomes finds a way to be lovable, even when he's making bombastic comments about winning nine super bowls um, because he's just the lovable hero. He's a little bit like Steph Curry, but I think, He's got even more personality than Steph, maybe. And so he just seems like the type of player that everybody likes. Like, there's nothing you can't like about that guy, even when he does have that cigar in hand. And he's promoting nicotine usage and tobacco usage (laughs) throughout America, which we can't get on board with. But, hey, man, it is pretty fun seeing him talk about the Kansas city chiefs, because they're like the first dynasty that I can remember probably because all I can remember is the Patriots and I hated them so much that you could cheer for him. Like everybody loves the mustache and the commercials <laughs> with uh, Andy Reed and how he's, he's stealing Patrick Mahomes nuggies. Everybody loves Patrick Mahomes and like, who he is as a leader, and even Travis Kelsey and the Swifties, the people that don't like him, their complaint really, in my opinion, lies with the NFL networks that keep showing her. Like she's just showing up to support her boyfriend. It seems like it's a real true love. And I know Hawks got this conspiracy theory about all that, but Taylor Swift doesn't need more popularity or money. She's got everything she ever wants. And so it's really not her fault that people that aren't Swifties are shitting on her for being a big part of the broadcast when she's just there to support her boyfriend preach joe tell them thank you,
0: thank you. I, knew, I knew judy was gonna get excited about that um yes yeah, special blend I,
2: honestly,
0: people <laughs> yeah. are just they're just haters um right. all right next
1: and, up. Look, and, and look and, and patrick Mahomes' daddy special blend he was smoking on uh, from cuba lamar lamar jackson pack you feel <laughs> me and he died lavar Le, ball like bro who can't be mad he believe in his son that damn much like yeah I mean, it's adorable kind of if you squint
0: All right. Next, we have Ben Johnson on staying with the Lions. He said, I think some people, I can just speak on a personal level. They really want to climb as fast as they can. I know particularly young coaches want to do that. That hasn't been the case for me per se. I want to be around football. I want to win football games. I want to be around good people. And when I finally had a chance to step back and take a deep breath and look at it, that was the most important thing. Joe, grade that tape.
2: Uh, to be honest, I was looking at the uh, clothes because I thought I was going to Juju. Uh, <laughs> my, my fault there. I However, did, I will I give did. you a. That
0: was my bad. I threw it to you last time. My my fault. <laughs> <laughs>
1: a plus take though i think it's an a plus take like that's that's a good example of how of what i would want my child or my children to be like bro like you can go for the money you can go for the glory or you can go for the love man and, and that man i received so much love this year in detroit it felt so good to him if like it felt, probably felt more like family than anything so i I'd give that an a, a plus
2: take for sure yeah i love it anytime a guy is just pouring out his emotions and you see exactly what he's thinking. And that's what Ben Johnson said. Like he was just enjoying the moment. He was focused on helping the lions. And at some point he'll figure it out. And I'm sure he's got aspirations to being a head coach. It'll come. He doesn't have to worry about that at this point, but just soak it in. Even in loss, when you're in that conference championship game, you're one step away from the pinnacle of the sport. And you got to remember that memory. And maybe it's not a great memory when you lose, but when you look back on it, the, Journey that got you to that position and the memories that you made are very special. And you don't want to squander it or spoil it by talking about your future.
0: All right. Last one. Just give the grade. We don't need to get into it. Jerry Jones (laughs) on the Cowboys. We will be going all in. I would say that you will see us this coming year, not build it for the future.
2: Great. I'm gonna give that a C because like when have they not been all in? It seems like this is the all-in team, like of the last couple decades. And I feel like With the salary cap, it's not like you can go crazy like in baseball and sign like a bunch of aging vets for one year. I don't really think that that's a football thing. And I did not follow the instructions. I gave it a take and and (laughs) I gave it a reason. So I'll just stop talking now and say (laughs) C.
1: I give it a Z minus, a Z, because less takes and more playoff wins, bro. Nobody want to hear that
2: shit. (laughs) Love it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of The Tomahawk Show. I'm Joe Thomas, your co-host, Andrew Hawkins is not here. He's skedaddled off to ESPN, but on behalf of Juju Gotti and Fat Nat, thanks for listening, and go ahead and take us out, Juju. Joe Hawk yourself
3: For the ones who work hard to ensure
0: their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time,